is the CG Social Show with host Jilly Gilliam and co-host where we talk sports, entertainment, current events, and anything irrelevant. Yeah, you heard me. Irrelevant. What's up? What's up, guys? It's CG, your host, Chili Gilliam. Today, I'm coming to you with a special little topic. Who's running for president in 2020? Now, of course, you know, we have Donald Trump, the current president, who's a Republican. And we have uh, one more Republican in the field that, that, that already threw his name in there that would challenge the president for his seat, um, his candidacy in running, running for the Republican Party. But... On the Democratic side, we currently have 20, yes, I said it, 20 candidates. And we're going to run down a few and give you a couple little facts. Facts, a couple of facts about each one. Now, my question is to you guys is, do you think that the presidency of the United States of America is being watered down? Now, I know recently we had our first African-American president in Barack Obama, but then President Trump, who was blatantly lied and told us years ago what he would do when he ran for a uh, presidency that he would run under the uh, Republican Party because they can be fooled so much. And this is on tape. But um, he's gotten the office and pretty much just lied to everybody. And currently they're investigating him for other stuff. And, and you can't charge the current sitting president with you can't indict a current sitting president. So they're thinking about impeaching him for obstruction of justice and then indicting him. But it's kind of crazy. But let's get started with this. But, uh, but oh, but before before I do get started, also please send your comments. Leave your comments uh, underneath at Podbeam or on iTunes underneath this episode. Your comments about the presidency being watered down. United States presidency. Do you think it is watered down? But we'll start off with the Democrats. Who's running for president? The first one, and this name just came out a few days ago, Mr. Joe Biden, 76 years old, former vice president, former senator from Delaware. And he came out with a statement that said, if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation, who we are. And I cannot stand by and watch that happen. I somewhat uh, agree with him on that. This will be Joe Biden's third time running for president he is among one of the uh, best liked figures in the democratic party known for his uh, down to earth personality and working with a uh, working class voters his signature issues are restoring American standing on global on the global stage strengthening the economic protections for low income workers and industries like manufacturing and fast food next up we have Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey he is 49 years old. He's also the former mayor of Newark, New Jersey. With a statement that he uh, came out with saying, I believe that we can build a country where no one is forgotten, no one is left behind, where we can see the faces of our leaders on television and feel pride and not shame. He will be one of the most gifted presidents if um, elected. He enjoys a vast fundraising base, so he's going to have a good amount of money to run to run off of. And tons of donors around the country. He's been one of the uh, leaders in the Senate on criminal justice reform, but his appeal will most likely center on his cause to unify the country. Then we got Pete Buttigieg. 
The mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He's a military veteran. His statement is, I launched a presidential exploratory committee because it is a season for boldness and is a time to focus on the future. Now, if I'm not mistaken, he will be the first openly gay presidential candidate. He began to draw national notice after delivering an essay that counseled Democrats on how to recover from their defeats in the 2016 elections. He's definitely embarked on a long shot campaign that may test the appeal of a youthful profile over the traditional qualifications of a presidential candidate. He has stressed the generational identity, you know what that means, and called for policies and issues like climate change and economic opportunity. We have Julian Castro, 44, out of San Antonio, former mayor of San Antonio, former housing secretary. He's running for president because it's time for new leadership, it's time for new energy. Key notes on this guy, he opted out of a challenging Senator Ted Cruz for the Senate in 2018 midterm election. He was once a rising political star, but he struggled to find a role during the Trump administration. <clears throat> and we hear uh, money could be an issue, especially if former Representative Beto, one of his uh, small donor magnets, amounts a bid. He emphasized a platform on universal pre-kindergarten Medicare for all immigration reform. We have John Delaney, 56, a former congressman from Maryland, a former businessman. He thinks he's the right person for the job, but not enough people know who he was or still know who he is. He was elected to the House in 2012. He's been running aggressively since 2017. I haven't pretty much heard anything about this fella, but once again, I'm out of Michigan. I'm not out of Maryland. His signature issues is um, he's pitched himself as a bipartisan problem solver, but also endorses liberal causes like universal health care. So he rides that fence a little bit, you know, pushing a little bit to the left or the right. Next up, our first female, we have Tossie Gabbard, 38, a congresswoman from Hawaii. She is an Army National Guard veteran. There are a lot of challenges that are facing American people that she's concerned about and that she wants to help solve. She supported Bernie Sanders in the 2016 primaries, has drawn commendation from meeting with serious president whose regime has been accused of using chemical weapons. She's apologized for her history of anti-gay statements and her past work for anti-gay advocacy groups. And I guarantee you that will be a problem and that will come up. We have Kirsten Gillibrand, 52, senator from New York, a former congressman. She says she's going to run for president of the United States because as a young mom, I'm going to fight for other people's kids as hard as she would fight for her own. For own. Once a congressman and held a conservative, no, no, I take that back. Once a congressman from a conservative House district with policies positions to match, she's transformed herself into a progressive champion in pre President Trump's Washington, becoming one of the Senate's leading voices. Kamala Harris, next up, 54. A senator from California, former attorney general of California, and San Francisco district attorney. She believes our country wants and needs some leadership that provides a vision of the country in which everyone could see themselves. She will bring a star power and history-making potential to the race that few other Democrats can match, other than Joe Biden or maybe Bernie Sanders, I think. 
She's one of the few new Democrats to join the Senate after 2016. She quickly drew notice from her tough questioning of Trump's cabinet nominees and then his Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh. Next up, we got John Hickenlooper, 67, former governor of Colorado, former mayor of Denver. So he's taking these steps up here. Mayor, governor, now he wants to be president. And once again, he says, I've proven again and again I can bring people together to produce progressive change Washington has failed to deliver. He's a political moderate with a record of success in the purple state. He's a former geologist who struck it rich when he opened a brewery in Denver. Will probably put himself off as someone who can attract support from a broad coalition, though some of his victories cutting deals with Republicans will spark some interest. Some of his issues, he stressed his record of consensuous building around issues like expanding Medicaid, gay rights, and gun control. Hmm, that's interesting. These are a lot of very, a lot of, a lot of uh, candidates. We threw a few of them. Now we have Jay Inslee, 68, Governor of Washington State, former congressman. I am running for president because I am the only candidate who will make defeating climate change our number one priority. He's a two-term governor known for his environmental policies. Has become one of the party's most forceful climate advocates, calling on Democrats to embrace the Green Energy Jobs Program. So my question to that is, he's going to be like a little bit like Al Gore, or what? Is he really going to force this? And take a look at this picture. He actually... uh. Looks like Al Gore a little bit. All right, on to the next one. Amy Klubaker, senator from Minnesota, former Hennepin County, Minnesota attorney. It's time to organize, time to galvanize, and time to take back our democracy. I guess she's the one that had some stern questioning of Brett Kavanaugh during his confirmation hearings. She's called for Democrats to focus on reclaiming the swing states in the middle of the country also. Some key issues for her, she's championed legislation to combat, to combat that opioid crisis and the drug addiction and to address the cost of drug, prescription drugs. Next up, our first African-American Democratic candidacy for this 2020 presidency. Wayne Massam, mayor of Marama, Florida, and a former collegiate football champion. He says America belongs to all of us. The promise of America belongs to all of us. That's why I'm going to be running for president, to be your champion. He's alone. He defeated the longtime incumbent, incumbent to become the city's first black mayor. He's taking progressive stances on gun and immigration and environmental issues. He's a first-generation American, okay, born to Jamaican parents. He is hoping to tap into the Caribbean-American community to help fuel his long-shot bid. Now, one thing that he did propose is canceling more than $1.5 trillion in student debt owed by $44 million, 44 million Americans. That would be awesome for a lot of um, adults. I don't know how far that will fly. <clears throat> Next up, we got Seth Moulton, 40-year-old congressman from Massachusetts, an Iraq war veteran. I'm running because we have to beat Donald Trump, and I wanted to beat Donald Trump because I love this country. He won his congressional seat in 2014 after ousting a longtime Democratic incumbent. 
He has made his military service a key piece of his political brand. And he's also helped lead, led an effort to oppose electing Representative Nancy Pelosi, Speaker, in the new Congress. And Beto O'Rourke, we mentioned him earlier. He's a former congressman from Texas, and he also was a 2018 Senate candidate, but also lost that seat. Became a celebrity of politics in the Trump age when he narrowly lost to Senator Ted Cruz. And that is when we also said uh, Ted Cruz did not want to challenge him in, a, I believe, a recount. He's delivered a message of national unity and a red state liberalism via constant social media, live streaming voters inside and outside of Texas. Now, any success in 2020 will draw from this viral appeal because he would get a lot of money from the younger Democrats and from the smaller, a small dollar fundraising army it has earned him. He is definitely focused on immigration reform, marijuana legalization, and rural hospital access. <clears throat> Tim Ryan, 45, congressman from Ohio. He said, he's. I've watched American dreams slip through the fingers of many Americans. It's time for us to start building the American we deserve. He joined Congress at the young age of 29 and has positioned himself as a voice of blue-collar voters in the Midwest. Now, he did challenge Nancy Pelosi for House Minority Leader in 2016. He won 63 votes out of the, let's see, two, two, 197. Pelosi had 134 to 63. He was once an opponent of abortion rights. He gradually reversed his position in 2015 as he considered it now a personal choice. We got our good buddy up, Bernie Sanders, 77 years old. Now, he was a runner up in the Democratic Party in 2016. He's, he calls himself a socialist. He will begin a second White House race with a more extensive organization and waiting than any other candidate in the Democratic primary. Now, he's been jumping back and forth. and some heat. He's going to also catch some heat for supporting Hillary Clinton. But he's been um, catching some heat for not being able to actually say what it is he will be able to do for the African-American community and the females and the women, you know, in the world. Next up, we have Eric Swalwell, 38, from California. He has a growing national profile thanks to his popularity as a cable news guest. He's a member of the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees. Could have a high purse profile presence on issues like impeachment and the Russia investigation. Our girl, Elizabeth Warren, the senator from Massachusetts. Now, she has done some of the most extensive preparation for a presidential run. She attempted to dispatch questions about her Native American heritage by releasing the results of a DNA test. That effort raised questions about her readiness for a national bid. Now, incoming inequality and what she sees as a middle class under attack from being corporations and politi political corruption is a big issue for her. Marianne Williamson, 66, a self-help author, a new age lecturer. Now, this one is out of a lot of left field, if you ask me. She says, we need a moral and spiritual awakening in the country. Nothing short of that is adequate to fundamentally, fundamentally change the patterns of our political dysfunction. 
She is the key author of more than a dozen self-help and spiritual books. She ran for Congress as an independent in 2014 and lost. She has championed the rights of gay men with AIDS, founding a charity that now supplies meals to people with serious illnesses. Oh, my. She has proposed $100 billion in reparations for slavery, with $10 billion to be distributed annually over a decade for economic and educational projects. Now, this is the first time I've ever heard a presidential candidate bring up reparations for slavery. And I'm going to tell you guys her name again. Marianne Williamson, 66-year-old self-help author. Ran for Congress. New to this. Now, remember that name. Next up, we have Andrew Yang, 44-year-old former tech executive who funded an economic development nonprofit. They say he's running a loan shot campaign on proposal to establish a universal basic income funded by the government. Now, does that sound more like a communist situation? That's what it does to me. He's trying to offer $1,000 per month for all Americans. Do you know how much money it is? We're already in debt. What would that do to our debt ceiling now? And that's the last of our Democrats that are officially running at this moment. We got President Trump on the Republican side. Of course, he's the U.S. president, real estate developer, reality television star. Grab him by the pussy, man. Now, he says, considering that we have done more than any administration in the first two years, this should be easy. More great things in the works now. Like I said before, he was focused on undoing everything Obama administration did, including health care, environmental regulation, and immigration. He is facing multiple serious legal investigations, though the most recent report by Robert Mueller, the special counsel, found no evidence with, with, for Russia, the collusion, the delusion of the collusion, as Mr. President would call it. And he really wants this damn border. And the one Republican challenging him, William F. Wells, 73-year-old former governor of Massachusetts, former president, former, oh, I apologize, former federal prosecutor. I hope to see the Republican Party assume once again the mantle of being the party of Lincoln. He ran for vice president on the Libertarian Party ticket in 2016. He's exploring a primary Challenge to Mr. Trump presenting himself as a voice for alienated moderators and mainstream conservatives. He emerged as a critical, a vocal critic of Mr. Trump's during the 2016 election, saying his call to deport immigrants evoked Krishnikov. He favors fiscal restraint, free trade, and moderate immigration, and has endorsed steps to legalize marijuana. Now, Hopefully that guy has some chance if he does choose to challenge Donald Trump in the primaries. Now, what if he beats out Donald Trump in the primaries? That'd be awesome. Donald Trump would definitely be out of there. We will see. This is just my special giving you the breakdown of who's all running for presidents in 2020. I know a lot of people don't like to watch the news, and that's why CG Social Show is here to inform you of all the good stuff that's happening, all the top news I'm getting my information from New York Times here today. But, you know, hopefully Joe Biden and Cory Booker. Those are my top two. I like them. But then once again, Ms. Williamson, 
she has some good points about the reparations. This is the first candidate ever I've ever heard mentioned. Marianne Williamson. First ever to mention reparation for slavery. Stay tuned. Check us out later. I'll have more coming up. This has been our little presidential rundown of the 2020 candidates here at the CG Social Show with your host, CG Chili Gilliam. We appreciate you listening to today's show. You can always listen to past episodes. Just go to www.cgsocialshow.podbean.com. We'll catch you next time. Till then, come get some.